The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> All right, welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Rocking the swag today. Patrick Allen here with you on a Thursday, as always. And I got my guy, Matt Connor, to join me. He bailed me out because I did not have a co-host <laughs> scheduled for this week. As I, You know, some see, here's what I do, Matt. I either get my shit together on one day and I schedule out a bunch of co-hosts for like non-Verteram shows ahead of time, or I don't do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll find somebody. And I wait till at least today I, I, I tried getting help the day before. Uh, but I appreciate you stepping in. All good, man. All good. It's it's uh, it's Chiefs. It's Thursday. It's yeah. Good to yeah. see you, my friend. Yeah, you too. Um, so this is this is kind of a rough part of the year for for Chiefs content creators because it's it doesn't always shake out this way. But unfortunately, it did this year. Chiefs have games on Christmas Day. And on New Year's Eve, like that is a double whammy of not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's awesome if you're a fan, I think, because like I don't know about you, but we have a small family, so it's not it's not like we fill the day with activities. It's like oh, you yeah. do some presents, you you make some drinks, you may even like have a breakfast spread, and then you're like, well, what are we all doing now? Like, are we watching? Uh, are we watching Home Alone three? Or am I watching the Chiefs, right? Am I watching the Santa Claus 12? Or am I, wa- you know, so if you get to watch the Chiefs, that's great. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. coverage wise, you're like, hey, am I working on Christmas? I guess I'm working on Christmas. Yeah, it's, and so unfortunately, it's part of the deal. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it, but it is fun. I agree. Holiday games can be fun, but sometimes I prefer not to have the Chiefs playing on like Thanksgiving and stuff because it's a little bit of a distraction. Like you're, you're yeah. you got people over, you're hosting, you're dealing with all that stuff. Um, and so I want to sit down and be laser focused on the Chiefs and not worry about anything else. And I don't like when I'm distracted and stuff is going on. Um, before we get into news, I, I just came across this. So um, did you see this article on ESPN where they they projected the – the rest of the season. No, I did not. So they, uh, they've got some sort of, they use their FPI, their football power index. And they simulated the last three weeks of the season and then not to the Super Bowl, but the last three weeks of the season. So just, just for fun, I figured I'd let everybody know they have the chiefs beating the Raiders this, uh, this weekend, 27 to three. Then they have the chiefs uh, beating the Bengals 19 to nine. And they have the Chiefs losing to the Chargers, twenty-nine to nineteen. Um, that's weird. I don't know if their model knows that Easton Stick is playing quarterback for the Chargers. <laughs> but um, so with that, the Chiefs finished at eleven. Based on their model, the Chiefs finished as the two seed at eleven and six. Uh, so the Baltimore got the one at twelve and five. Chiefs two, eleven and six. Jacksonville was the three at eleven and six. Buffalo got the four seed at 11 and six. Cleveland was the five. Indianapolis was the six. And Miami was the seven. And in this simulation, 
all of the teams, sans, uh, save for the Ravens, finished 11 and six, all of the playoff teams, which is, which is wild. Um, outside looking in, you know, we're Houston, Denver, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. Um, so Baltimore gets that number one seed. Yeah. And the Chiefs in the first round play the Dolphins, which that seems less than ideal. Like of all the teams that could sneak into the playoffs, like, would you want to? Isn't that the one you don't want to play in the first in the first round if you're playing Wild Card Weekend? Yeah, you you know I have a co- I have a couple of thoughts there. One, um, there's a part of me that doesn't want the Chiefs to get the one seed. Is that weird to say? Yes, I, I guess because here's what I think: if they get the one seed, I mean that's good for like my current rooting interests. But I feel like if we get the one seed. It feels like all the lessons that we are like hoping the team learns, they're not not going to learn it. It's like, you know, all the wide receiver stuff, and we're like, this team needs to learn that they need more playmakers and like like all these things we want them to do. It's like, man, they don't really have to do anything, and they still stumble into the number one seed. Is like, does that keep them from learning better lessons long term, or does that keep them from, you know, I I don't know. It's more fun. It's more important to get that first round uh, by and all that stuff. And yet, you know, it's like it's like it's like you root for someone to learn a lesson before they climb the mountain, so that they like properly climb it. Versus like, I don't know, like it's like being born on third base, and then like I don't know, it feels like that kind of thing to me. So, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> I wouldn't be worried about the Dolphins though. Honestly, many of us were complaining about not having the Arrowhead reunion with Tyreek at Arrowhead, so it would kind of be like a makeup for the Germany game in that way. Yeah, and if you're if you're if you're feeling sentimental about the Arrowhead Invitational, that would still be on the table in in a situation like this, right? Chiefs yeah. were playing the wild card round, the Ravens could lose in the divisional, and then the, the Arrowhead Invitational could be back on. The Chiefs haven't been the, one, the number one seed every year that they've been in the playoffs during this run, but I still want the I still want the number one seed. I don't care how they get it; it's one less game. Uh, it, look, the fact of the matter is, if they don't figure out some of their issues on offense, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. And so, the way I see it is like, unless that extra game is like a game that they need to figure it out, but they've had lots of games, so like, you know. They've got three games left, and I think maybe a little bit more clarity, and we're going to talk about that in a second, at least when it comes to the wide receiver position, to 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 get ready for the playoffs. That's what this is about. They're going to win. They're going to win the division. They're going to the playoffs. You're going to have a home playoff game. That's all that's really guaranteed to them at this point. Um, so, I don't want to play a team. I want to go up against a team that is severely hampered, like the Cleveland. Like the Cleveland Browns are. Scary because they do have a really good defense, and with the way the Chiefs have been playing, you could see an ugly game that they could lose. But they like Joe Flacco's been playing okay for them. But I'd rather go up against one of those teams that like really shouldn't be in the playoffs, but are in the playoffs because there's more spots now, um, yeah. and have have what we had a few years ago when we you know waxed the Steelers in a wild card game, and it was just a tune up. Um, all right, let's get to some of the news here. Um, we had a good show for you today. Obviously, we're going to preview this Chiefs Raiders game we got coming up on Christmas Day, and uh, we're going to do a little Chiefs Christmas wish list. So start thinking if you're watching out there on YouTube, hit that like button. Start thinking about what your Christmas wishes 
are for the Chiefs? What present, if you could get one present for the Chiefs this season, what would it be? Uh, and we'll be looking forward to hearing your responses on that. We pulled some from our members as well. But some quick news hits. So Skymore went to IR. Now, that happened a while ago, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. So he could return for the playoffs because it's it's four weeks, right? He has to be on IR a minimum of four yeah. weeks. So that yeah. would be the divisional round he could come back. Yeah, it, yeah, it'd be pretty early playoffs. It's not like Super Bowl, um, you know, but I think many of us were surprised that he was even that injured in the first place. It wasn't, it didn't seem to be a big deal during the game. And then suddenly Andy was like, yeah, we're just coming out with one injury. It's a, it's a swollen knee. And then suddenly on IR, you're like, oh, well, uh, something there. I think even some of us thought it was funny business just because yeah. it was like, we need a roster spot for Justin Ross. Sky Moore needs a hideout more than he does more playing time. How about we just give him a chance to like get away from the lights for a minute? But yeah. you know, clearly that's not the case. And shout out to our guy Cole. How about those Chiefs who was who was on the show with you this week? Um yeah. appreciate you, Cole. Uh and uh and yeah, he's always a great guest. He's out there watching as well. Um, make sure you check out his channel. So what are you what are your thoughts on this? So, like when I saw it, I was like, they're done with this dude. Like they're like, they're just, they're done with him and they're putting him on IR, you know, cause they need a roster spot and they, they don't think he's going to contribute. I think that's one way you could look at it. Another way you could look at it is he le- legitimately has an injury. His knee is swollen up a little bit. And they were like, listen, we got Justin Ross coming. We need a spot for Justin Ross to be back on the roster. You're banged up. Also, you're not really giving us very much right now. Why don't you just, what, there, there's no reason to play through it right now. So they put him on IR is they think they'll probably be fine without him. Cause let's be honest, they're pretty much fine without him right now. Yeah. Um, maybe worse off. What do you, what, what do you think was the thinking behind this? Did I miss something? Is there a third option here? No, I think, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. I, I just, um, I don't think he's done with the chiefs at all. You've got two more years of cost controlled talent. His second round pick Western Michigan, not exactly like power five school. I mean, you know, it's, some guys are late bloomers. Yeah, they are. And the chiefs are going to give him, I think every chance to be that late bloomer. Other guys just never happened. Josh Kando, that kind of thing. Right. So, um, you know, he may linger for a few years and then finally he is going to have to beat out competition next preseason though. I think he's worn out his two. I think he's worn out his two times where it's like, Oh yeah, you're on the roster. I think that's over. I think that's over. And I think he'll be, on the 90-man roster next season with no promises after that. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We've been talking about this on on my show is that some of these guys like 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 Tony and Sky Moore, unfortunately for the season, they, they've mostly been a net negative. Like the plays that they've been making when, when the ball goes to them, have not really out, generally outweighed some of the mistakes that have been happening, and particularly with Sky Moore and 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 Tony. Like, there's been a couple of plays that were just disasters. Yeah. Um, you know, he could be a late bloomer. 
Uh, but he's got a lot of, he, you know, the, the, the fan base has obviously lost faith in him. They're fed up. Um, what do you say to, to Chiefs fans who are just like, they're at their wits end with the wide receiver group, with Tony, uh, with with more? Is it just, hey, you know, there's nothing we can do? We got to, we got to, these guys are here and we got to try to figure it out. Yeah. A couple, a couple of thoughts. One, you got to dance with the one that brung you at this point. The NFL trade line is, is over. There's no one on the market. Look, forget Jarvis Landry and all that. Look, they're done. All those guys you haven't signed yet at this time of the year, their NFL careers are over. The door is shut. If they haven't officially announced their retirement yet, that means they're in denial or something. But no one's going to ring their doorbell. We're, we're finished there. So, you know, if the Chiefs are going to do anything, they're going to do it with the guys they have. What they do have is inexperienced, younger guys. And I think this is the other thing that's been overlooked. I've tried to say it. I I don't know how loud or how else to say it. But, like, when we talk about the mistakes that are made, like, let's say MVS this year or – or Tony or or Sky. Those are like the three, really. The sample size. Everyone's like, oh, but they've played so many games. And they have. Yeah, totally. But I think what we don't realize or don't we don't think about a lot is that even in those games, it's such a small sample size. It's not like they've all dropped. It's not like Tony's had 10 passes go through his hands and into someone. Like, I'm just thinking could could tony ever have could he ever like set that up again like those dude perfect videos where they throw the same thing like a thousand times to get it right like let me bounce this pencil eraser off into the cup off the wall into the you know like those kind of things could tony ever do that again if he wanted to like through his hands into brian branch's hands of the lions branch takes it all the way and that's the, that's the difference in the ball game for the chiefs you know, you lose and everyone piles on Tony sucks. You know, he's the worst. Get him out of there. Never want to see him again in a uniform. And you're like, I feel like at that point, everyone like internally was looking at it going like, man, that couldn't, you couldn't script that again. If you wanted to, I mean, that was like a mistake of a mistake, a comedy of errors. Everyone that night was making errors, penalties, whatever. And they kind of stuck behind him. And I have some good plays and a couple of bad plays, but but in the NFL, a couple of bad plays is enough to derail you completely, completely. Yeah. yeah. And so you put a couple of those plays within a bunch of games, but it's not like it's not like Mahomes is giving those guys ten targets a game. Those that's only going to Kelsey and Rice. That's it, man. Pacheco on the ground. Those are the only guys who get like multiple opportunities to make mistakes and still kind of be around for the job. You got to, you have to in the NFL execute on the very little you're given to eat. You got to eat. And if you don't, you're done. And the difference in that small sample size is so is the difference between everyone in the, in the kingdom going, that guy sucks. Get him out of here. I'm burning jerseys or, I love that guy. I just got a tattoo of him last week. It's cra- it's crazy. Um, so I I don't know. I feel for every one of those guys, honestly. Um, and I don't know what to think about most of them. I'm bullish on Tony. I'm skeptical of Sky Moore. 
with MVS and his floor. Cole and I were just talking about this on the Tuesday show. You're like, he's good for 600 every year, every year. He has the same drops. That's fine. But at least there was a floor there. But this year, you're like, where? Like, did he lose a bet? Like, where? Like, did he hit a wall at 29? Like, yeah. I, you know, both of us were kind of scratching our heads. Like, that's the unexplainable mystery. Right. But, um, yeah, I, those are my thoughts. Some of my thoughts there. Yeah, MVS is completely falling off a cliff. He's not giving you what you signed up for, and that's that's tough. And I think it's time for the Chiefs to 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 recognize that and get him off the field. I tweeted this earlier this week. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. I think what they should do is stop using to I know you're bullish on him and the talent. I think they should stop using Tony as a wide receiver. It do, he's just not producing. He's never produced. He gets injured and he's a turnover liability with the drops. I would use him as a running back. Um why not? They, they did that a little bit a couple games ago. It seemed to work really well. They've done it with Tyreek in the past with somebody that get the ball in his hands. It doesn't always have to be a bubble screen. I would say running back, bubble screens. That's it. Nothing downfield, no slants. Um, that would be That's what I would do with him. I would not be concerned about Kadarius Toney getting hurt. I don't want Kadarius Toney to get hurt, but if you need to run, if, if it helps the Chiefs to run him, 12 times in a playoff game, straight up the middle, yeah. do it. I don't care. He yeah. gets paid millions of dollars. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Um, maybe he can give you something before he gets hurt. So that's what I would do with Tony. I would replace all of his routes with all of Tony's other routes with Richie James. I would, I would replace, I would nail MVS to the bench and all of his routes get replaced with Watson. Sure. Unless blocking is required. It is the only thing that MVS has done well for them this year is block. He's a good blocker. He's a big body. So some of those bubble screens that you might want to run with Tony, go ahead, put MVS out there, let him use his, utilize his blocking skills down the red zone. That's how I would do it. And then you're going out there and it's Rice and it's it's Watson deep, who who Patrick Mahomes trusts and who's not great, but he's he's still the same guy that he was last year for this team production wise, um, maybe even a little bit better. Um, and that's how I would do it. And I'm throwing to Kelsey and I'm throwing to Rice and I'm throwing deep to Watson and I'm throwing to Noah Gray a little bit more. Uh, I don't know how many routes they have for Noah Gray, but Noah Gray catches the ball and he's athletic after the catch. If you can scheme him open and they're good at that, like maybe one, one or two passes to Noah Gray a game isn't enough. Get him a little bit more involved. Run, the, run a few more of those plays for Noah Gray. And then, of course, Jarek McKinnon. You know, Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield, utilizing yeah, the passing game. That that should be I and let me know what you think. Let me know what the chat thinks. That's what I think they should be doing the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I I I agree with a lot of what you say. Here's what I here's what I don't like. Um, I don't like swapping out Watson for MVS. I mean, I like I'm frustrated by MVS. I am. But I, I think if you completely eliminate yourself in the downfield game at all, like of any opportunity with a with a with a player like Patrick Mahomes under center. Uh, you have to have someone who at least can can be down there. And I know he's missed passes. I, 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 you know, like it's painful the misses that he's had. But I think if you just say, "Well, we've been burned, so we're not even going to go there," you know, Pat's already averaging like a, a a career low in terms of like you know yard average yards per per target. I think it's like four point two or so. I mean, 
it's been painfully minimal offense this year. So we've needed a ton of plays to move the chains at all, which is why it's just been so it's a slog in the red zone. It's such a slog in the red zone trying to earn that because the defense is then so compressed. It's so much harder on the offense. Chiefs have had a real hard time. We settle for three. You can't do that in the playoffs. You just can't. Right. So I, I there's a part of me that wants to keep MVS out there thinking, man, you're still honestly our best downfield option, like it or not, because we got no speed on this team. The Watson, other thing I th- Watson's like a four four guy. He, he, I, is there I, any evidence that he may be faster than MVS at this point? MVS has the better overall body of work as a downfield target overall, no doubt. And Watson, but not this year, not this year. If I if mean, Watson Dwayne could be that guy, that's fine me too. But we're not going to put him out. <laughs> I, I get Watson's, but you know Watson's had his share of drops too, right? Fourth and twenty, fourth and twenty-five, last minute hits him in the freaking helmet, bounces yeah. off. I mean, you know, come on. Look, here's the other thing. I think I think about Tony. I want to go back to this. You remember, you remember, you remember how we used Tyreek his first year. Yeah, that's what I think we should be doing with Tony, because I think he's got Tyreek like ability. Here's the problem. I think the Chiefs saw what they could turn Tyreek into which is wide receiver one. And I think they looked at Tony and said, hey, we're going to do that with you too. And then Tony has fallen apart because he's not healthy enough. And apparently he doesn't have the mindset or the growth curve to be able to get there. I mean, Tyreek put in Tyreek put in the work, man. I mean, Tyreek transformed himself into the NFL's top wide receiver. He did. He did the work while the Chiefs were helping him get there. And Tony just doesn't have it. But I think that's what they did. I think they they tried to take him from gadget player returner to wide receiver one. Veach said, you are wide receiver one. They tried to do it, and he, he it's just not working. So I think you got to take him back. He's just going to be our Tyreek rookie guy. And that does all the things that you were talking about. Screens, wildcat, you know, sweep, be inventive and then use them on returns, and that's how you get the most out of that product. And I will say, Watson has seven big plays this year. Those are plays of, of 20 yards or more. Uh, NVS has five. They've got pretty much the same number of targets. Um, it's, not a huge, it's not a huge discrepancy, but Watson catches deeper balls than MVS does this year on well, average. What, right, but isn't that the thing? The small sample size, it, like, it takes one play – to look worse, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I just want to go by the body of work. With MVS, some guys I agree with. If you look at MVS, I don't have the snap counts in front of me, but I think he's played by far more snap counts than, oh, than, sure. than sure. Watson. And so there's sure. so many plays where they just – he's not open or he doesn't do anything. Um, it's 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 a pickle. Well, speaking of that, uh, just a little bit more on the news. Um, the Chiefs signed a wide receiver. Get excited. <laughs> Miller. <laughs> for Anthony Miller. Uh, who's like 29 or 28. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. For the Bears has a little bit of production. Um, I just lifted what you wrote on Arrowhead Addict. Um, uh, Miller's veteran fans might might recognize after playing for various teams in the NFL. Second round pick by the Bears in 2018. You, know, you can always count the Bears for good draft picks. Spent a few seasons there before landing in Houston and Pittsburgh in 2021. And uh, – he spent his preseason with San Francisco before being cut. So this dude 
this dude was like last playing when there was people were wearing masks and weren't going outside and stuff. <laughs> He's just a practice squad guy, right? We're not going to see this dude. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, if you're the chiefs, here's what you're thinking. Tony's always injured. Sky Moore is out right now. Richie James has been out for most of the season. McKinnon's always like in and out with this groin problem. Kelsey looks like has had a number of minor injuries and has missed a game. Uh, I'm probably missing some other people here too, who are like MBS. You you want to pin him to IR if you can. Uh, the Chiefs have just had so many guys dealing with injuries among the pass catchers. I'm assuming Veach was just like you know, it, uh, you know, it's going to do us good just to at least have another guy. You got Cornell Powell, and now you got him. The Chiefs have mostly linemen on their practice squad, or or they go defensive back heavy. So it, you know it makes sense to like let's get another guy in here um, who maybe you know could play the role if we need it. Well, talk to me about this other guy they signed, Isaiah Gathings. Is it Gathings? Yeah, Gathings. Yeah. yeah, Gathings is a kid out of Middle Tennessee. Uh, the Chiefs scout MTSU pretty well. That's where we found Charverius Jer- Ward. That's where we found Darius Harris uh, as undrafted free agents. Uh, so Gatings comes right out of there as well as an offensive prospect. Uh, I think he was like 6'2", 220, or 6'4", like 220. So he's kind of big and lean as a wide receiver. Um, they're trying to bring him in as a tight end. They already did that in the preseason. So he signed with them um, after the draft, and then now he's he's kind of back again. I think he's back again for a futures deal. Right about now is the time where the Chargers would be going – Hey, do you want to sign with our offseason roster? Like, and I think the Chiefs are going, okay, who are the guys that we would want who could get plucked by other teams? Let's get them on our roster now so that then we can sign them to our offseason roster later on. Gatings, I think, is the kind of, you know, we love the we know the Chiefs love that former basketball player, wide receiver. Let's turn them in, you know, Ross Travis, Jody Fortson, uh, kind of guys and i think gatings is just the latest there and and so these guys both go to the practice squad right yeah as far yeah as far as i know there's you know there's no there's no roster spot and neither one of those guys want you know warrant a roster spot and so that's sort of it's 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 not like full protection for for gatings but anybody who would want to sign him from the chiefs practice squad has to put him on their roster active roster yeah which means they have to cut somebody that yes. they probably don't want to cut. So yeah. uh, probably not going to happen. So smart, a little smart maneuvering here by Brett Veach, getting some depth and getting a developmental prospect, but probably nothing that we're going to see this year. All right, let's let's get into uh, this fun little segment here, Chiefs Christmas List. So let us know in the chat, your what what's your gift? We'll read some of them. What you If you could get one gift for the Chiefs, what would it be this year? Um, and I pulled some of our... Our members, if you're interested in becoming part of the Arrowhead Attic community, check out the link in the description. We just uh, we get a happy hour right after this podcast. We're going to be hanging out with some of our members, drinking some drinking some suds and, and talking Chiefs. Um, there's all kinds of other great benefits, so check it out. Uh, and it's a great way to support the content. Uh, so from our guy Evan Warner said, "I want Travis Kelsey to be given a lifetime membership to the Fountain of Youth. Mm. Boy, wouldn't that be wonderful." Um, are you one of these people that think he's lost a step or do you just think he's, he's banged up a little bit or is it a little bit of both? Um, maybe, maybe any and all of that. I don't know what to think there. I, I think Travis is fine. I think he can be as dominant as ever. I think the chiefs just lack other targets. 
I think more than ever, he is the focus of a defensive coordinator's efforts. And and even then, he you know he was on track to break a thousand yards. You know, like he's a tremendous player. I I, I don't think we've seen. Um, I don't think we're banging the gong on him just yet. Do you? Yeah, do you think this I, is it for him? He said some things like about the pain and stuff yeah. that you know. That's always he's at that age where you're basically going to worry every season that yeah. this might be it. Um, but. I think that it's been a frustrating year, but I think he he's having a lot of fun still. Um, he's a competitive guy. He's building a legacy. That's something that, to consider. Um, so I think it's how, how far his body will take him. But what the Chiefs need to do if they want to keep Travis Kelsey around longer is they need to absolutely get other weapons so that he can have that graceful tight end like tail end of his career where he's plays for four more years and gets like between seven and 900 yards receiving and like four or five touchdowns every year uh, and uses, you know, yeah, maybe he's not as dangerous after the catch, but he still has that rapport with Patrick Mahomes. He still needs to get open and he's not the focus of the the opposing defense anymore. Um, That's what he needs to do damage and to help this team stay on top uh for longer so uh that's on brett veach he's got to find those people um do you remember uh do you remember when the chargers had antonio gates he's getting older he was always a significant red zone threat and yet they would bring in like hunter henry or someone early they draft someone yeah to use in tandem so that he could still eat in the end zone get, but you're totally right but he played like 50 percent, 60 percent snaps or yeah yeah i i think that's the proper treatment for him as he gets near 35 and they're already doing it. They're already his snaps have gone down every year for the last few years. They're trying to take care of him. Uh, but I agree. Go get yourself another pass catching tight end. And then, like, while that kid is coming along, when you got that third and seven, third and six, call an old Wiley veteran, Hall of Famer, to get you <laughs> that first down. I hated Antonio Gates, man. It was like he just would never go away. I was like, God, why isn't this guy retired? He's like 55 years old and just kept trotting him back out there. He was so back. slow too at the he end, was, yeah. but he would find just like Kelsey finds the soft spot in the zone. He would just find that back of the end zone. You're like, how, how the hell does he have eight touchdowns when like, look, I haven't ran circles around anyone, but I ran circles around Antonio Gates and this finer day. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he still, he knew yeah. what he was doing, man. Knew what he was doing. Um, another another gift for the Chiefs from Jess Ferris. I want a Chiefs easy, stress-free Christmas Day win. Amen to that, Jess. Um, we've earned it. They put us through a lot this year. Um, a lot of losses in the last month plus. That's what we want for Christmas. Go out there. None of this falling behind the Raiders, you yeah. know, 14 and nothing. Just go out there and beat the crap out of them. <laughs> Souped and nuts. You know, so we can just go back to drinking our eggnog and enjoying ourselves. You agree? Good gift. Totally. Totally. Love it. I see uh, Stacy says Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. Chiefs are going to have to make quite the climb to get him. But can you imagine? I mean, that would take our first and second this year, our first next year, and a player. I mean, at that point, you'd probably say, We'll trade you a first, Nick Bolton, and next year's first. Would you do that deal? Say it again. 
I mean, I, I'm making things up right now on the spot, but I, I'm assuming the, I'm assuming to get a top five pick. I'm assuming you got to say we'll give you our first and third this year, our first next year, and Nick Bolton. Would I do that? Um, yes, I would. I think I would. Wow. The the defense. I mean, I don't even zone. know if that's enough. I'm just throwing out. Yeah, I, that you know, guy is a potential Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, and, I don't. Uh, yeah, you know, you put him with Patrick Mahomes. Um, <clears throat> You put him with Patrick Mahomes and Rasheed Rice and a couple more years of Travis Kelsey. He's going to – listen, I'm an Ohio State guy. He's going to have an impact immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Chris Olave came in, not a great situation from Ohio State, made an impact immediately. Um, Garrett Wilson, terrible situation, still was like a, a, a really good NFL wide receiver immediately. Oh, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. is better than both those dudes. And those guys are potential all pros with a, with a decent quarterback. Like, he is that good. Patrick Mahomes needs weapons. I don't get as nervous about draft capital as other people, especially with the way that Brett Veach has been drafting in later rounds and finding really sure. good values. Like, you go get a young stud wide receiver like that that you're going to cost control for five years. Um yeah, man. Like it's you know. Get it. Did you miss those first round picks we gave up for Patrick Mahomes? Nope. Um, <laughs> so he still Brett Veach. There's some holes, but he still managed to build a like one of the best rosters in the NFL. So I've got faith uh, in his. Not every decision that Brett Veach makes, but I've got faith that this scouting department can find really good players with those other draft picks. Um, I don't think they'll make that kind of move. I don't. I, I think it goes against their philosophy of team building around Patrick Mahomes. But it would be awesome. <laughs> be really, really I, awesome. I think it would work out. I agree. What's sad though about that? They could have had any receiver they wanted last year in the draft if they were willing to trade up even to nineteen. Yeah. I know teams weren't wanting to trade with the Chiefs, but like. If you were wanting a top flight wide receiver last year, all of them fell. And last year would have been the one to like trade up and get it. And we didn't. And well, you know, well they said they were trying and they could like, yeah. I mean, it takes two to ball. tango. So maybe that's right. it. Yeah. And that's, and that's going to be the thing. Like, you know, I don't know who will be there. Maybe the Bears. Like, you got to figure out, then you got to do all the calculus of like, what are these teams going to do? Who are they going to take? you know, quarterback wise, like if the bears end up with like the first pick through their trade with the Panthers, and then they end up with like pick three or four or something like that, you know, like you could see a situation, like if they like really like both the quarterbacks, you know, do they, do they take Marvin Harrison jr. First overall, so make sure they get them and take who's left or, you know what I mean? Like, there's somebody. Do they keep Justin Fields and say, like, we we want we're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, we still believe in this guy. We're gonna yeah. you know we're gonna make. And there's so many different scenarios that it makes it even hard for the Chiefs to know exactly where they need to go. Yeah, yeah, that it's fun, but this isn't Madden. Um, <laughs> all right, Raymond Chandler, uh, I want Santa to bring Mahomes a gift subscription to Better Health Online to help him until Veach gets him a set of NFL wide receivers. It's harsh. It's harsh, but it's hard to argue. He's yeah, frustrated. I'm, yeah. I think we're all in this boat together. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We need we need Santa to bring all of us some online counseling. <laughs> um, um, which is, by the way, that's an option. On if you do need some mental health help, you know, uh, there are online tools and things available for you. Check it out. Check them out. You know, it's especially if you feel weird about going and talking to somebody in person. You could have your camera off, and uh, though there's text message support from from people so and this is a tough time of year for people so if you do need not to make light of of mental health help check it out if you need it yeah. um jeremy kennedy i want taylor swift to bring an engagement ring and propose to travis kelsley immediately following the chief's eighth straight afc west crown clinching on christmas day um that would be amazing Ooh. uh it'd be crazy it would break the internet and the news media and everything if the Chiefs is there a way, Matt, for the Chiefs to clinch the AFC West before the game against the Raiders? Do you know? No, they have they have to win or tie. Okay. Uh on Monday. If it's a tie, the Broncos have to lose. Got it. Okay. Okay. So win and they're they're getting hats on Christmas. Yeah, winner win and they're in, man. Eight straight. Eight straight. Yeah. Did you see Pete Sweeney's uh post this week? I don't know. Uh, maybe he got it from someone else, but he said, before this current run by the Chiefs, everyone in AFC West history had 15 division titles. Oh, yeah. Bron- Broncos, Chargers, Raiders all had 15. The Chiefs had eight. Now the Chiefs have reeled off seven straight. Right now, everyone in the division has 15 titles. I, I think that's incredible somehow. Ooh. Yeah, and if they win this year, the Chiefs are now up. That's amazing. Yeah. That Andy Reid was just like, "Hold on, I don't like this deficit." He's like, "Step aside, guys." <laughs> right. And then we're just going to reel off eight years of winning, bananas. And they've got a chance to get a bunch to to build up to pad a little bit of a lead now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll probably need it after all these golden years. You know, like karma's going to come back around and force yeah. us to like watch Matt Castle Jr. Coached by Todd Haley Jr. Yeah. in like 2040. Yeah. Um, uh, Black Elf 20. Uh, for the rest of the season and into the playoffs, I want to see no penalties on the Chiefs. That'd be a big gift. That's not going to happen. Uh, Jawan Taylor just jumped off sides, you know, did a false start right now. <laughs> Wherever he is, they're the uh, ref threw a flag and. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. But that, yeah. if they could cut them down to like one and one or two a game, that would be unbelievable for this team. Yeah, I, I was waiting on you. I, I figured you'd have some sort of joke there about. Uh, you always have you always have some joke about like, oh, Jawan just some random, some <laughs> random thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Wherever he is, wherever wherever he is, he is he's yeah. he's, he's penalized. Um, all right, let's let's preview this game really quick. Uh, it, uh, last I checked, it was Chiefs minus 10 at Arrowhead over under a 41 when these two teams played the last time the Chiefs uh, stayed in the locker room for the first quarter. Um, we're down 14 to nothing. Ended up winning 31 to 17. The Raiders looked like they had a really good game plan coming out and a yeah. Chiefs defense. It was very much like it reminded me of the first the Chargers game where the Chiefs defense just seemed out of sorts, didn't know what was going on. And then once they figured it out, talent won out, and and the Chiefs yeah. took care of business. The Raiders scored three more points the rest of the way. Are you are you thinking a similar uh, type of game? The Raiders have been weird. They had like a really bad game two weeks ago, and then they they vulture. Zero. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero. Zero points. Um, and then they came back and then the very next week and vultured the corpse of Brandon Staley and the in the Los Angeles Chargers. So which Raiders team is going to show up here? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a continuation of what we saw in the second half of that of that game, because now we've got to look at Antonio Pierce and what he was trying to do in that first game. Even in that game, I said in the pregame show, look, which coaching staff are you trusting to make these adjustments? The veterans who are coming in or this interim guy who's relying a lot on like energy and like everyone's against us. I'm interim. Let's do this guys. Like that only goes so far. So if you're playing on a team who's already saw all that, you're like, uh, yeah, the most you guys have going for you is you like, you like watched Rudy before you came out and you were more emotional than us. Like that's not lasting into a whole second game. I'm, I'm, you know, no offense to Rudy or Hoosiers or whatever he forces the players to watch before they come out. But yeah, it, it emotion is not going to get you anywhere at Arrowhead. And let's be honest, that game against the chargers, look, credit, credit the Raiders. They played a good game. Uh, but they took advantage of a team. I watched that entire game because I had fantasy implications. And I'm just, I'm a sicko, right? So How I you doing there, by anyway. the way? Uh, uh, I'm in the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs. Okay. Like, all but one of my leagues. So doing good. Nice. Um, but I'll tell you what, man. The Chargers were, it was much more about the fact that the Chargers were just the most uninterested in winning a football game mm. team that I've ever seen, ever and I've, I've been here through, you know, Herm Edwards and Todd Haley and all that stuff, <clears throat> two and 14 seasons. The Chargers in that game, the effort was like, like they were just like, I guess we'll make the tackle eventually on this play because, like, we have to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was no urgency, no passion. They were just it – was, it was just like they were broken. I, it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from an NFL team. No focus, just complete and utter meltdown. And it did not get any better. Like they came out after the half and it didn't get better. Crazy. Because the Raiders didn't even have Josh Jacobs in that game, right? Yeah, no. Crazy. They 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 just obliterated, <laughs> absolutely obliterated the 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 Chargers. It, so badly, you know, that it cost it cost Staley his job. Like Staley was gonna get fired anyway. But like if they put up a fight, he probably would have made it to the end of the season. Sure, sure. Um, but that was a game when sit by the way, if you didn't watch 63 to 21, that's a college score. Yeah. Usually in the NFL, like if a team gets to 50, they like they like let off the gas pedal. But the Chargers were so bad, the Raiders couldn't help but keep scoring. Aiden O'Connell, he can't help himself. <laughs> he can't I mean, help himself. <clears throat> Hey, look, am I alone in thinking this, by the way, the Raiders? If they got a good quarterback in there, if they got a decent Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Mike Mayer, the new tight end, Josh Jacob, I, like they've got a nice group of skill position players that yeah. can move the chains. Hunter Renfro, some others in there too. I, I, I kind of like what they have on offense. Yeah, even Aiden O'Connell, I, look, I don't think he's probably an NFL starter. You know, he played at Purdue. But I think he's done pretty well for them this year, stepping in, being a rookie out of, like, a, not a major, major program. Um, I think he's probably, like, maybe, like, a good backup quarterback. 
But who knows? You know, yeah. I mean, if if you put him in Kyle Shanahan's offense with where is he Brock Purdy? Maybe he's MVP candidate, right? Yeah, he, he can do some things well. He can do some things well. Um, and in that game, he was twenty of thirty four for two hundred forty eight yards, four touchdowns, and no picks. So you know, but also in that game, Zamir White rushed for 4.1 yards a carry. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like in, in Amir Abdullah, 5.3 yards a carry. Uh, Brandon Bolden got a couple carries for 25 yards. I, it was just, yes, they have some nice pieces on this on this Raiders team, but they just have had bad coaching yeah. and, and bad quarterback play. So, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a wake-up call for them. I think it's tough to have a game like that and then, you know, play the chiefs. <laughs> like yeah. That's, yeah. You know? Um, and again, remember this is a Raiders team that, as you pointed out the week before they beat the chargers 63 to 21, they lost to the Vikings three to nothing in maybe the worst NFL game of all time. Shut out. How do you, you know, that's the other extreme. How do you do that? Aiden O'Connell, ladies and gentlemen, whatever, I mean, you, whatever you want to believe about him. I'll say this: they'll they'll move some, they'll move the chains because their offense on Sunday a bit. Chiefs are going to give up some yards. Uh, they're going to give them up to Mayer, especially. Remember, we had a hard time stopping Hunter Henry when we lost Brian Cook for the season. We lost a, a big part of our ability to shut some of that down. So they're going to convert some of those third and longs. Um, you know, because of that, uh, Mike Edwards is just not. He's a fantastic player in opportunistic situations, not so much in, Hey, we need you to consistently stop guys in coverage, you know, stick with your guy. Yeah, it's just, but anyway, that's uh we'll, we'll be fine though. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about this one. Uh, who do you think needs to step up for the chiefs offensively in this game? Sky Moore now out of the equation, who needs to step up and play well in this one? If the chiefs are going to win on offense. Uh, it's got to be the guy you mentioned, right? It's got to be the guy that Andy Reid mentioned. Andy Reid said, quote, we got to get Richie James more than two snaps. Um, you know, that – I don't know if he's talking about cereal. Maybe he's talking about three snap, crackle, pop, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, he's the obvious next man up. All right, Sky's out. You know, just <laughs> Justin Ross, you know, I guess – Maybe the amount of be worse than what you had. No, right. but the weird amount of belief and trust that people have in Justin Ross to be something at this point. Um, I, I just don't share it. I guess I'll just say it that way. Um, so yeah, to me, it's Richie James. That's the most realistic step up and, and make some waves. Funny thing is there were reports that the chiefs were trying to trade him at the trade deadline. That's right. Like that's, at the time we looked loaded at returner. At the right. time we looked loaded. That's the thing that just is. I don't understand why they were trying to trade him when they were watching these guys go out, go out there and clown car. Um, Lucas says you hate Justin Ross. I, look, there's just I don't hate Justin Ross at all. Justin Ross is like the backup quarterback of wide receivers, right? Like yes, thank you. It, you know, it, it doesn't mean that it won't work out if he gets consistent play. It doesn't, but, but. There, there's he's he's his popularity is one part raw talent, 
one part, a couple highlights, and like 10 parts, he's not Sky Moore. <laughs> right? Like that's just Yeah, that's yeah. You know? Yeah, um, the guy the guy had his heyday back when Mike Pinnell first signed with the Chiefs the first time around. Yeah. He's had career threatening injuries since then, including like spine and neck related. Uh he was he wasn't drafted at least seven times by 32 NFL teams. He hung around last year as an injury threat. He made the roster this year as a feel-good story. He's caught three of six passes and then set the last several weeks on the exit list. And I'm telling you, the, the amount of people who think he's going to get highlight plays in the final three games of this season and help save the Chiefs wide receiving core is bananas to me. I went to a Christmas market last night where there were a bunch of characters like Jack Frost and Santa and whatever else was going on, and kids were getting all their pictures taken with them. And I thought, the amount of faith that these people have that these characters are real is less than the silly zeal that people have and faith in Justin Ross. I was like, Justin needs to be a character out here getting his picture taken with the little kids who believe in him too. I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Well, I think those same people would say Matt Connor's zeal and belief in Kadarius Tony. Well, <laughs> I would take my picture with Kadarius. I love Kadarius Tony, and and it's not. Yeah, I'm wrong about it, but I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> I, I say I will say that of those three catches that Justin Ross had, one of them was really impressive. Uh, in fact, it was more impressive Great. than yeah. any catch MVS Skymore or Richie James has made all season. Yeah, I don't. Just, so I don't. Disagree, it, right. You know. Yeah, and and let me say this, and I'll speak for anyone else telling the truth about Justin Ross. Everyone wants Justin Ross to succeed, right? I mean, like a one hundred percent of Chiefs Kingdom would love to see Justin Ross step up and be an answer. It sounds great. It's just like if, but when you say that he's going to do it, just say. I'm holding out belief that he will for no good reason because there's no good reason. That's all I'm saying. That's, 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 I think you know that, you know. It. All right, let's get to our predictions for this game. Uh, lay it on me, Matt. What's your final score for this one? Yeah, I think the Chiefs scored 24. I think we're still going to sputter a, a little bit here, but I think the Raiders will put up like nine points, like three field goals. Sounds good. I think they'll get a touchdown. They've just got too much offensive talent. One of those wide receivers will figure something out, sneak back there for one uh, early on. But I got the Chiefs in this one going big, twenty-eight to thirteen, Kansas City. Um, I think they go right on the forty-one point over/under line there um, and take care of business. Give everybody that Christmas present they're asking for. We'll go to the chat. Oregon Fishing says thirty-one ten. Casey DC thirty-seven to twenty-seven. Well, that's a lot of points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope they don't score twenty-seven on us. Uh, think thought tactical uh, twenty-eight to seventeen. Uh, so those are some predictions from the chat. Appreciate you guys hit that like button. Um, before we get out of here, real quick, we've got a happy hour with our members, so we've got to get to that. Um, and and boy, do I need a drink because I've been in. Three straight meetings. Um, I've been in three hours. I've been going. Um, quick serial review. If you're new here, this is a serial podcast where we sometimes talk about the Chiefs. Um, I was at the. I've been trying to eat a little less of the of the, of the, the sugary cereal. You know, I don't want to get too out of control here around the holidays. Um, but I just could not walk by Dude, the cinnamon toast crunch gingerbread flavor. 
one more time oh. without knowing uh, how good it is. So I grabbed a box last night. Um, it's it, yeah, it's it, uh, you, you know our serial rating scale is is by CT crunches. So you know zero to five CT crunches. Love it. Um, it's five CT crunches. It's it CT is. crunch. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's everything you love about CT crunch, the texture, the powder, the CT crunch flavor, but also with gingerbread, they didn't try to do too much with it. Right. Like it is like, also, can we just say, we don't talk enough about gingerbread during non Christmas seasons. Like, has anybody ever given you a piece of gingerbread in like October or like hell August here, Matt, I made some gingerbread. Gingerbread is incredible. And every time I have gingerbread, I'm like, God damn, gingerbread's a shit. Why don't I eat more gingerbread? And then I, and then a whole year goes by and I don't have any gingerbread. I don't make any gingerbread. I don't buy any gingerbread. And Christmas comes along and I'm like, oh God, gingerbread's so good. Why don't I eat more gingerbread? Like, what's wrong with us all? We don't talk enough about gingerbread. It should be like a year-round thing, like Count Chocula. Do you I agree. I, I guess I do. It's a good. Yeah, you know, it's like pumpkin spice. Like, like the flavor comes out, and it's super popular because it's only there for a season. I I was gonna I was gonna do a joke of like I dated her in high school, like I normally do around names, like gingerbread. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not a. I, I I gotta try this out. I gotta. I'm, I'm gonna try it to believe it for myself. I. Uh, are you an eggnog fan, by the way? The other big holiday flavor. I do like eggnog. Kemp's Gold is where you want to go with the eggnog. Kemp's Gold, terrific. Kemp's um, Gold. I got a I got a brother in law who's just like obsessed with eggnog during this time of year. He drinks it. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't put booze in it. He's just drinking nog like nonstop. But I mm-hmm. like it. It's delicious. Throw a little bit of brandy in there. Perfect. He's on the noggy list. Yeah, he's on the noggy list. Angry Drunken German says to use eggnog uh, in the in the gingerbread CT crunch. That's a great idea. Um, all right, everybody, listen. We got to go. We got a happy hour. We would love to see you at a happy hour soon. So if you like this podcast and you want to help support it, check out the link in the description. We've got a bunch of different membership level levels. You'll get it, uh, at the bare minimum. You get access to the Discord to view to not participate, but you can follow the conversation. You get a newsletter and then there's levels that go up from there. It's not too crazy, but it supports this chief's content. We invest every penny, every single penny back into the podcast. Um, You know, Matt Connor, myself, we're full-time employees at Fansided. Sterling, Verteram, Adam Best, they are not. Um, So, you know, we, we want to keep the show going and that's how we, that's how we support it. We're not looking to make a bunch of money here. We're just looking to build a really great, um, Chiefs platform for you all. So we appreciate the support. Um, we're, we're not going to do a Christmas show. We've decided we're going to give ourselves the holiday off from the podcast. Um, unless something absolutely, something absolutely mad happens, I'll find a way to get on YouTube, but um, you know, otherwise, you know, you're on your own for post game, pregame and all that stuff on Saturday, but enjoy the time with your families. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't, if you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah, if you're don't celebrate anything, happy holiday season to you. Um, it's just a nice time of year of, um, I love this time of year because it's about, you know, if you, if you find the spirit of it, it's about sort of like reflection and, and giving and, 
um, you know, thinking about the people, spending time with the people that we love and care about. And so I hope all of you out there that are listening and have, have supported us all year long, uh, have a wonderful next couple of weeks to end this year and, uh, and find some hope and comfort in, uh, in the company of others, or if not, at least in the company of this podcast, um, we really appreciate you and value your listenership and support uh, more than you'll probably ever know. So thank you for everything. Um, we will be back next week with a show or two. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be off, but I'm going to do a show for y'all on Thursday and get you ready for that, that new year's Eve game and, and Verteramp me and Verteramp new year's Eve, just how you always wanted to celebrate. We'll be here uh, and get you ready for, for chiefs Bengals, which should be an interesting game. Um, Oh, oh, we got a note, Sterling, if you're seeing this, Merry Christmas. All right, we're late for our own happy hour. We got to get going. Thank you to uh, producer Richard for keeping us up and running. Thank you, Matt Connor, for joining me today. Thank you to all of our members, and we will see you guys uh, next week. But until then, as always, happy holidays. Cheers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.